beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. Today's question to ponder is where are your band-aids? Meaning What have you just slapped a Band-Aid over and patched up? You've covered it so that you don't have to see it every day. You've patched it together so that it holds, but you really aren't fixing the problem with your flimsy Band-Aid. And you sure as heck aren't promoting true healing by using a Band-Aid on something that needs stitches. Now, clearly you can guess that I'm not talking about literal Band-Aids here. I love a metaphor. (laughs) And it is a common metaphor. And you can take this one as deep or as shallow as you want, which is the case for most of the prompts on this show, by the way. You take them however they mean something to you. But I'm going to talk today about three Band-Aid situations in my life that I think are pretty common ones. And maybe... It will remind you of something in your life, maybe something that has been nagging at you, something that you put a Band-Aid on 
however long ago, and you've just been ignoring it, thinking that maybe some kind of miracle healing was taking place when what really needs to happen is that you need to rip the Band-Aid off and you need to deal with the situation. I'm going to talk about something health-related, something relationship-related, and something home-related, like house-related. These are three pretty broad areas, of course, and they're also three areas where we're often just putting out fires or dealing with the next thing. And honestly, you know, sometimes Band-Aids are good in that they allow us just to keep going, you know? A Band-Aid is better than an open wound, metaphorically. (laughs) So just so you know, I'm not anti-Band-Aid all the time. Sometimes a Band-Aid is all you've got in the moment, and it's better than nothing. But I trust that you'll know whenever it's time to deal with the things that you have put a Band-Aid on. And maybe you'll know because this very episode is the nudge you've been needing. If that's the case, please do let me know by email at hello at 10thingstotellyou.com or on social media at 10thingstotellyou. This episode that you're listening to is sponsored by Skillshare, and later in the show, I will have a special offer just for you, the 10 Things to Tell You listener. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about right now is my shoulder. I've actually been meaning to tell you this story for a while. I just wasn't sure in what context I should share it, but it really applies here. I think that medical and health type stuff can be the first thing that we band-aid. And again, I'm not talking literally. It just feels so common to me that we ignore our bodies or we blindly medicate them and we don't investigate what might really be going on. Or we justify how long something has been going on. We just don't deal with the root causes of some of our health stuff because it's scary or feels overwhelming. Maybe we have shame about it, or maybe, as has happened to me lately, we stay in a long season of denial that we are aging, or that something is just not quite right. So case in point, my shoulder, specifically my shoulder blade area. Now this part of my back has bothered me off and on for years, years, I tell you. It would get inflamed. It would be achy. Sometimes I would get headaches from this spot in my back, like the tension of it would sort of radiate up and give me a headache. But I dismissed it because all in all, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it bugged me off and on. Sometimes it bugs me a lot. But in general, in my life, it was a manageable thing. And I thought I had explanations for it. These were all explanations that I had made up in my head, by the way. Look, it's not like I got this explanation from a medical professional, but they made sense to me. The pain had mostly started when I was lugging around babies a lot, then toddlers, when I was carrying heavy diaper bags, et cetera, et cetera. And then on top of it, when I started going to Pilates, and I did have a professional person looking at my body and how I move, my Pilates teacher, Curry, pointed out my wonky shoulder right away. And she connected it to how my whole 
right side was a little out of whack. My whole body, my hips down to my ankles. And again, I had all sorts of valid excuses for why I might be so imbalanced. And as she worked with me, we discovered that that shoulder was a lot weaker than the other shoulder. So we started trying to build up muscle in some of my weaker areas. I started getting massages for the pain in my back because that would bring some temporary relief. Anyway, this is a lot of information about my back, but my whole point is that I had consistent body pain that I had never sought medical advice for, that I had concocted my own ways of dealing with, that I had dismissed as not a big deal over and over and over again. I just kept slapping those band-aids on repeatedly until last spring, one day, my back locked up. I had heard of this happening. I did not totally understand what that meant, but I woke up one day, actually over a period of a few days, it got worse, and my upper back and neck were just like frozen. Like I couldn't move. I could not turn my head to the side, like to look sideways. I was totally locked up. It was crazy. And it was painful. Well, in the moment, on the day that it was the absolute worst, I couldn't get in to see a doctor that day, short of going to urgent care, the emergency room or something. And again, I reached out to a friend and she told me to go see her chiropractor that she could get me in that day. I was so hesitant to do this, even though I was having a real situation happening in my body. I was pretty desperate, but I was very wary of chiropractors. I'm just going to be honest about that. I was raised in a time and in a place where there was a ton of skepticism around chiropractic health. And then also when I had taken a chance on a chiropractor years and years ago, when I first moved to Los Angeles, I'd had a really terrible, like borderline traumatic experience with one. And so... I just didn't want to go. That was not the solution that I wanted this last spring. But also I was frozen in my body and I was really desperate for someone to help me not be frozen. So because I could get in like that minute, I felt like I had no other choice. I made this trek to another part of town to see a chiropractor that came highly recommended. Well, do you know what happened? After an exam and me crying in my sweatpants on the table, all this sort of thing. Do you know what? I had a rib out of place. A rib. I didn't even know ribs were in this area where I was having pain. That's how stupid I am about the body. But he popped that rib back into place. And I felt immediate relief. And then 30 minutes later, I basically felt like a new person. Like there was still some soreness because of how bad it had gotten. The area around that was really still sore. But basically, it felt like some sort of miracle had occurred to me. P.S. Please do not take any of this as medical advice. This is not meant to be this. This is an anecdotal story that is true. But always, always see your own health providers and make the best decisions for yourself. What I am telling you guys is that I had a rib out of place in my body, most likely for years. I was treating an out of place rib with massages. What in the world? It is a prime example of slapping a bandaid on something that needs surgery. 
I mean, I didn't actually need surgery. I mean, thank heavens at all. But I'd also been living with pain and not looking for answers and not actively trying to fix it. I was just dismissing myself, refusing to hear what my body was screaming at me pretty regularly. I was just basically putting my fingers in my ears and being like, la, 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 this is fine, this is fine, I'm fine. It was such a wake-up call for me on what I'm not actively investigating about myself and that there are often solutions to things that you think you just have to live with. You do not always just have to live with things. There can be solutions sometimes. There can be answers. And speaking of answers, I'm going to tell you really quickly about this episode's sponsor, Skillshare. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and, yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, and use code U, Y-O-U. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes via video on their website, classes that you can take at your own pace and on all kinds of topics. Let's make 2020 a year where we can explore new skills, deepen our existing passions, and just get lost in creativity. Skillshare's online classes have so many ways to improve a skill or learn a new hobby, everything from the arts to the business. One of the classes that I'm really excited to take is called Instagram Worthy Photography, Shoot, Edit, and Share. This combines all the things I love, actually, Instagram, awesome photos, and sharing. So I will probably watch that class this week. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Skillshare has a user-friendly interface and tons of topics that I am genuinely interested in. And now there is a special offer for 10 Things to Tell You listeners. Get two months free of premium membership, unlimited access to thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash you. Two months for free if you sign up using Skillshare.com slash you. Spell it out. It's Y-O-U-U. Skillshare.com slash you. This is the perfect time of year to start learning something new. 
So there's another type of Band-Aid that we use, and that's a relational Band-Aid. These are not all created equal because in some ways I think that we put Band-Aids on our relationships as a way to keep the peace. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in a family or a friend group or something. like It would just be unrealistic and exhausting to address every single slight or out-of-sync dynamic. In many, many cases, it's probably best to just put a Band-Aid on it and move forward. But if the wound underneath it is too deep, then it's not about keeping the peace at all. It's about denying or ignoring pain. And so sometimes you have to make the choice to just rip that Band-Aid off and have the hard conversation or make a definitive choice or just refuse to live with so many Band-Aids everywhere. If it is like a crime scene relationally, which is boxes and boxes of Band-Aids used all the time, holding this thing together, well, that needs to be dealt with. Maybe with the other person in a conversation or writing a letter or something, or also maybe just privately, healing relational wounds on your own through therapy or whatever your choice of healing may be. A few weeks ago, an opportunity came up in a natural conversation with someone in my life, someone who we have a lot of well-intentioned band-aids between us. And I had actually been looking for a few months for a way to talk about some of the things we never talk about. I'd really been trusting that it would come up in a way that was non-confrontational, where we wouldn't start off accusatory or defensive or anything, you know, where there wasn't a big sit down of we have to talk. That just wasn't going to go over well in this situation. And then lo and behold, we ended up talking about a different thing that did naturally lead to a discussion about small hurts and the specific things between us that we band-aid. And I already knew in my heart what I wanted out of the conversation with this person. And that was mostly just acknowledgement that some of these things going on were real, that I wasn't imagining it. You know, I wasn't looking for a big apology or a big fat promise. No, I just wanted the other person to know that these Band-Aids, I know exactly what is underneath them. And I was able to say, here are all these things that have patched us together so we can keep moving. Let's work on being more wholehearted in our relationship so that it's not eventually death by a thousand cuts. And the other person, I think, respected the exchange. It was not perfect. In fact, it was a little bit clunky and awkward. But overall, we peered beneath those Band-Aids. Okay, and lastly, in the Band-Aid examples, this one is a little less emotional and more practical, but what in your home are you holding together with Band-Aids? Do you need a new system of doing things? Because mornings or bedtimes or meals or weekends or whatever, they're just survival mode all the time. Or is there something that you need to streamline. Like it's ridiculous maybe how long you've lived with this stupid band-aid solution. 
I mean, in this day and age, does a person need four remotes to turn on the TV and the Netflix and whatever? Like, there has to be a better way to make something easier. I feel like I could give you a lengthy list of what is band-aid together in our home. My husband, Jeff, might not appreciate me giving out our (laughs) every inadequacy in our house, but suffice it to say that we have put a total band-aid on basically all of the tech in our house. I use that remote control example because, well, that's not our exact problem. We are sort of in a mess in this department because a little bit ago, we tried to change up our tech systems, but we didn't really do it right. And then we never fixed it. And now it's just been a mishmash of tech band-aids all over our house, from the TVs to the internet. Like everything is more complicated than it has to be. And I know that it would make our lives so much easier if we actually fixed these problems instead of just ignoring them, using the workarounds that we've developed to kind of make the things work. But we would be less annoyed and use up significantly less brain space if we could just make things work the way they were designed to work. So that one feels a little different than the other two. Of course, I know that, but I wanted to give you a few things to think about in terms of what could use a true fix in your life instead of just the current temporary one. I really hope that something came to mind as you listened to me talk, something that you could bring to a friend, to a journal, to your partner, to talk about various Band-Aids in your relationships, in your health, and in your home. Now, before I end the episode, (laughs) I wanted to do a check-in from back in episode 35 when the prompt was, ask me in three months. The idea around that prompt was that we were supposed to name something that we wanted to have accomplished in three months. And if you had a friend who kept you accountable, that you would be more successful at completing this thing. So it could be a big task. It could be a decision that you wanted to make. It could be anything, really, that you wanted someone to check in with you at the three-month mark. Now, here we are, three-plus months since that episode aired. So I wanted to check in and ask you guys about it. I am asking you in three months. Here's the funny thing. I put a call out on social media that if you had any stories around whatever your three-month task was, to please send in a voice memo to be on the show. Now, normally when I do a call for voices to be on the show, I get quite a handful right away. I actually usually have to pull down the social media post about it so that I don't get too many voices because I love having listeners on the show, but it is a first-come, first-served kind of thing because lots of people are enthusiastic about weighing in on the topics usually. But guess how many the this weekend that I got about the ask me in three months thing? Zero. <laughs> I got exactly zero submissions for that, which makes me think that people either didn't accomplish their tasks at all or they didn't like that prompt. I don't think that you guys disliked the prompt because when that episode aired, it got a lot of good feedback, but I don't know. Maybe there just aren't very many success stories about what we wanted to be asked about in three months. I will say that for my own self, the things I wanted to have done between October of last year and January of this year was to update our estate plan 
and to do at least one family photo book. So I accomplished one of those things and I failed dismally at the other one. Can you guess which was which? Okay, I did make a photo book as a Christmas gift and as predicted, it lit a fire underneath me. Now I am super in the mood for all the photo books all the time. Also, as a side note, episode 41 with Miss Freddie about digital photo organization was super helpful in this department. Make sure that if this is something on your list as well to get done, go listen to that episode if you haven't. But the other thing that I really wanted to do in the space of three months was to get our estate plan updated and finalized. And as much as I wanted to, I just didn't get it done. I did work on it, but I did not finish it. So that is still a real priority for me now. I do kind of want to know where you guys landed on your three-month accountability. And I was thinking this was going to be a challenge that we would do every three months, like four times a year we do this check-in. Maybe I'm thinking that is not going to work in this format. That's okay. Of course, I still love the prompt. I want you to be doing it with your friends and your partners. Maybe it just won't be a public thing anymore. That's how I'm feeling right now. But next week is the one-year anniversary of this show. 50 episodes, one whole calendar year. I kind of can't believe it. And that will be a fun little episode where we kind of look back at the year. Actually, we're going to look back at 10 years total. And also, we will blaze through that anniversary and just keep on trucking on. I have a ton of great content planned for 2020, and I just love being here with you guys. So thanks for listening. Go rip off your Band-Aids. And you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.